0: what's going on everybody welcome back to the podcast talking with Beanie's episode 83 the wednesday news and on today's episode we're going to talk about the world juniors because that is going to be finishing up very soon teams are benching their quarterbacks mainly for resting for the playoffs and we got one more college football game for it all but first we're going to head straight into the nhl So really, honestly, not a lot to talk about to start off the new year. A lot of crazy stuff has happened, but we're just going to talk about what's happened most recently. So let's get into the NHL first. Pittsburgh's Chris Letang, defenseman, became the first defender to record five points in a period. He did this the other day, um, early last week. Pretty impressive that no one else has done that as a defenseman. It's pretty cool to see uh, Chris Letang be the guy to do it. Moving on to Minnesota, Kirill Kaprizov and Philip Gustafson are going to be out week to week. Uh, Kaprizov is out with an upper body injury, and Gustafson, I have not heard any news about it, but I'm thinking it's lower body. Also out of Minnesota, Ryan Hartman was fined $4,427.08 for high-staking Montreal's Cole Profetti the other day. One last news, we got Chicago. They claimed a defenseman, Jacob Megna, off of waivers from Seattle. Uh, This happened earlier today, so nothing too big a little bit of a minor league move kind of depth of defenseman there is manga all right let's head to the world juniors now so world juniors is as underway right now let's get into what happened in group a and b we'll start off with the group a sweden won the group three wins one uh overtime loss uh canada came second three wins and one uh regulation lost finland came in third one win one overtime win and two regulation losses Latvia, one win, three regulation losses. And Germany with the same record, but a worse goal differential, rounding out the Group A. Group B, we had USA winning that one, three wins in regulation, one in overtime. Uh, Slovakia, three wins in regulation, one loss in regulation. Czechia, we had two wins in regulation, one loss in overtime, one loss in regulation. Swi- Switzerland, one win in regulation, three losses in regulation and norway lost all four of their games in regulation meaning that germany and norway will be playing in the relegation game all right let's head into the quarterfinals uh sweden ended up beating switzerland in overtime a scary one for sweden 3-2 was the final of on that one czechia ends up defeating canada 3-2 game winning goal came with 10 seconds left in the game big upset there uh canada is out of the playoffs USA defeated Latvia pretty handily, seven to two, and Finland defeats Slovakia four to three in overtime. Semifinals now we got Sweden versus Czechia. That's tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern time. USA and Finland also tomorrow 1:30 p.m. Eastern time. The finals will be played on January 5th at 1:30 p.m. Eastern time, while the third place match will be played on January 5th 9 a.m. Eastern time. All right, NFL, a lot of cover, mainly because of the quarterback situation. But before we get into that, let's talk about stuff that's happened the last couple weeks. Pittsburgh's uh, Mike Tomlin has helped the Steelers now get to 17 straight seasons without a losing record. Very impressive record. No one really talks about it until it comes up, but it's just something that kind of proves in in every season, like Mike Tomlin is the guy. He's got. He's not going to go anywhere t- anytime soon. So Pittsburgh goes to another season without losing record there. Miami's Bradley Chubb is out for the year. That's going to be a big big uh, uh, subtraction to that defense. Hopefully, it's not going to hurt them too badly there. Chicago clinched the first overall pick from Carolina. Uh, Carolina ends up being the worst team in the NFL this year, uh, no matter what happens this upcoming week. And the New York Jets are going to be releasing Dalvin Cook. Honestly, not a great signing. Cook was very hyped up to be in the Jets lineup. And honestly, Brees Hall is just taking that over. So, not surprised that Dalvin Cook will not be... In the Jets uniform next year. Uh, let's head into, oh, we got one more, excuse me. Houston is going to be reporting that new, or is reported to have new uniforms coming out in April of 2024. Uh It's supposed to come out around the draft day, so I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, the draft guys getting new uniforms when they take their picture up top, uh, but I'm not too sure yet. That's just barely coming out right now, so look for Houston getting new uniforms. All right, now let's head into the quarterback talk. Kansas City will be benching Patrick Mahomes for rest. Blaine Gabbard in against the Chargers. Cleveland will start Jeff Driscoll. Flacco out for rest. Rams will be starting Carson Wentz. Um, Stafford is out for rest. Minnesota will be starting Nick Mullins. New York Jets will be starting Trevor Simeon. Uh, LA Chargers will be starting Easton Stick. New York Giants will be starting Tyrod Taylor. Washington will be starting Sam Howell. Pittsburgh will be starting Mason Rudolph. Denver will be starting Jared Stidham. Baltimore will be starting Tyler Huntley. That's also for rest for Lamar Jackson. San Francisco will be starting Sam Darnold. That's for rest of Brock Purdy. Plus, Christian McCaffrey will be out with a foot injury, but he is looking forward to being the starter in the playoffs. He's got two weeks to recover. So, good move there by the Diners head to MLB. Not a lot to talk about. We got three things. Start off with the trade. Atlanta and Boston made a trade. Chris Sale goes to Atlanta for Vaughn Grisham. uh, infielder for a pitcher. Don't really think too much of it. I don't think Chris Sale is going to be that same guy that we all expected him to be in Boston anymore. So uh, maybe Atlanta could revive him and be like an awesome uh, five inning pitcher. But I'm not too sure about it. Grisham, not too much to talk about with him. White Sox signed Tim Hill, reliever, one year. 1.8 1.8 million, and Boston signs Lucas Giolito two years, 38.5 million. Uh, let's head to college football. We got transfer portal talk. DJ Uyungale, quarterback, will be going to Florida State. Uh, Florida State's old quarterback Tate Rudemaker, has entered the portal now, and call in um, running back from Florida, Trevor Etienne, is going to Georgia. Probably one of the most hated players in Florida's history now, going from Florida to Georgia. Not a good. Uh, look on you right there draft talk though we got three guys committed to the draft Florida State's wide receiver Keon Coleman Washington State quarterback or Cam Ward and Georgia tight end Brock Bowers they'll all be going into the draft all right let's talk about a couple big bowl games Uh, there was a lot of bowl games that happened between this the the past episodes so let's talk about the big ones here Missouri and Ohio State Missouri stomped Ohio State 14-3 you could just tell Ohio State's offense was not there whatsoever Defense looked pretty good. Missouri just had a couple more big plays. Old Miss beat Penn State 38-25. Georgia stomps Florida State 63-3. Pretty much proving to the committee that these two teams were not ready. I mean, Florida State was not ready for the big game. The only thing I gotta say, though, is they had nobody on their roster. Georgia had a lot more guys on their roster commit to this game, so maybe Florida State would have a better showing if they had all their guys, but not a great showing whatsoever for the Seminole fans. And for the Seminoles, 63-3 to loss. Oregon smacks Liberty in the mouth, 45-6. to Undefeated season goes away for Liberty. And Tennessee shuts out Iowa, 35-0. Let's head to the playoffs now. That was on the first. We'll start off with the Rose Bowl. Michigan de- defeated Alabama, 27-20 in overtime. Blake Corum with the game-winning touchdown in that one, 83 yards one touchdown in that game. On the other side, we had McClellan. He had 87 yards and two touchdowns. So running backs did really well for both sides of the ball there. Honestly, I thought it was a very good game. Very good back and forth. It looked like Michigan was going to kind of fumble it at the end. Left a lot of time on the board for Alabama to do something. Alabama was just not able to move the ball enough. So kind of a tough ending there for them. Uh but they had that punt at the end right before uh I think it was like last 10-15 seconds. And Michigan guy almost fumbled it at the goal line. Not a good look there. Could have been disastrous if Alabama was able to, to recover. They were not forced to overtime. Michigan ended up winning that one. So great game to start off that one. Let's head to the second one, the Sugar Bowl. We had Washington beating Texas 37-31. to 31. This game was another good one. Another good back and forth. Looked like Washington was going to take, take over this game in the second half. Texas was not moving the ball at all that third quarter. Fourth quarter was different. Washington kind of slowed down. Michael Penix, though, had 430 yards in the air, second most in a CFP semifinals right behind Joe Burrow, who had like 590, I believe, in the Peach Bowl. He also had two touchdowns in that one. Uh, Adunze and Polk went for over 120 yards with Polk getting a touchdown. And uh, Dylan Johnson, 49 yards, two touchdowns, was injured on the play and became the biggest talk in the end of that game. Johnson uh, made the play, ran the ball on third down. Uh, no timeouts for Texas. Goes down with an injury. Uh, Washington has to punt with 47 seconds left, giving uh, Texas the chance. If he doesn't get injured, he's able to walk out the field. They'll probably call him timeout 15 seconds left. Texas has maybe one or two plays to go 80-plus yards down the field. Doesn't happen that way. Texas is able to get the ball around the 30, I believe, because of kick-catch kick, interference and really just made it a nail-biter to the end. Great defensive play by Washington to force um, an incompletion on the very last play of the game where they only needed 12 yards to get that, that touchdown to end up winning the game. So Texas had their chance, ended up not coming in their favor, just falling up a little short. So Washington and Michigan are facing in the national championship game. So for Michigan, last time they've won, it's been 1998 was the last time. Their CFP playoff record is 1-2, first win coming in the Rose Bowl. And they have 11 total national championships looking for number 12 on Monday. Washington, on the other hand, they haven't won since 1991. Their CFP record is 1-1. One one. Their first win was the other day in the Sugar Bowl. And they only have two national championships, so they're looking for number three. Me, personally, I have been saying from the beginning that I think Michigan is probably the number one team in the nation. I think that they definitely deserve it. I think they've been better than Georgia the last couple games going into the end of the season. I think Michigan has, I wanted to say, played pretty dominantly, but they didn't look great in that second half. That first half, I thought they looked really good. Um, defensively, they looked very good. They kind of slowed down Milrow a lot, made a lot of uh, pressure on the quarterback, forcing bad completions or bad bad that that didn't lead to completions. I think they had five or six sacks total in the first half alone. So I think that offense is uh, is a little shaky. That defense is definitely going to keep them in the game. Michigan's going to look very good. Their defense is showing up. On Washington's side, I think that they're really good. I mean, they've proven to everybody that, hey, we, we beat Oregon not once but twice, and no one believed that they were going to beat them twice, let alone once. So Washington proved everyone there. Uh, the bad thing is they keep every game close. So, it, between these two games, I think it's going to be a, a close game. I think it's going to be a close uh, final, whether it goes Michigan or Washington's way. But I think it's going to be entertaining. I, I don't think we're going to get a Georgia versus TCU final again. Um, I hope we don't, because 63-7, I think, was the final. It is not fun to watch for anybody. So, I think this is going to be a closer game. Than what we got last year. So I think it's going to be competitive. That's on Monday. So uh, check that one out for sure because it's going to be a great way to end the national championship. All right, let's get into the games to watch this weekend. Quick episode, not a lot to talk about. Not a lot of games to watch this weekend, but here are the top three. We'll start off the NHL. Kings versus Capitals on Sunday at 12 p.m. It's probably going to be a pretty good matchup that is in Washington. NFL, you got Bills and Dolphins Sunday at 5.20 p.m. NBC. This is for the division. So one team's going to be able to host a playoff game. The other one's going to have to travel for the upcoming week of the playoffs. So a lot on the line there. That game is in Miami. And lastly, college football. You got Washington versus Michigan uh, Monday, 4.30 p.m. on ESPN. All right, guys. Well, hey, that would do it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Episode 83 is in the books. And that's number one in 2024. So I appreciate you guys sticking with it. A whole nother year of everything from baseball, football, hockey, college, college sports, and much more to uh, look forward to this year. So we're going to, of course, have more guests on you'll see the normal colleagues. You'll see some new ones this year. So just keep an eye out for everything. Make sure you guys follow the links down below Instagram, Twitter. We always post when we release new episodes. So check out both of those. So I appreciate you guys listening to this one. Have an awesome week and we'll see you guys later.